In an era where everyone thinks their opinions are so damn important, I'm here to give you a little piece of my mind. Welcome to Unaffiliated the Podcast with your host, B. Seth. Let's go. Welcome to Unaffiliated the Podcast with your host, B. Seth. On this episode, I sit down with a friend of mine, Bradley Sanford, and we each curate a playlist that represents the last 10 years of hip-hop music. I can't believe this decade's coming to an end. You won't want to miss this. And if you enjoy this podcast, please give us a like, a follow, a share. It'll really keep me going. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, world? Welcome to Unaffiliated, the podcast with your host, B. Seth. I have a very special guest on the pod today, my brother from another mother, Bradley. Talk to him, man. What's going on, y'all? Thanks for having me here, man. Yeah, no bro. Oh, I can't even talk. No doubt, bro. Uh, you know what I mean? When it comes to music, you're the number one person I'm always going to call on. <laughs> He's a music head, people, so... This podcast is gonna be dope. Uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself, man. Just... Uh, you know, not too much to know, really. Just uh, another guy out here trying to make it in the world, like listening to music, and uh, you know, hanging out with everybody I know. So, not too much. There you go. What more do you need, huh? Not much more, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, bet. So, if you haven't guessed it. Or if you haven't seen the description, today's podcast is going to be a playlist curated by each of us to pretty much depict the last decade in music. So how this is going to work, we aimed to pick 25 songs from 2009 to 2019 and put it in a playlist for you guys to enjoy. I, however, fucked this up very badly. I have like what fifty three or some shit. So my playlist is like a like a Drake or a Chris Brown album, and in you know, Bradley's might be a little more concise. But anyways, <laughs> let's get right to it. We're gonna start with two thousand nine. Bradley, give me your personal favorites from two thousand nine. Ooh, okay, two thousand nine. I went ahead and just put uh, on the twenty five. So I had to narrow it down for my original, probably like 85, 90. Um, but I went ahead and went with uh, Cuddy Zone uh, from that uh, Kid Cuddy for album, Man Classic. on the Moon. Yeah. I mean, we played that so much in college. It was crazy. So I had to Bro, throw that on there. Got to. What about you? What you got? Well, I have uh, quite a few, actually. So I'm going <laughs> to start with Best I Ever Had. I feel like that was Breakout for Drake. Okay. Who's arguably one of the biggest artists we've ever seen. Yeah, that's not without a doubt. Um, have to give another Drake joint, Successful. Okay. Um, Jay-Z and Alicia Keys, Empire State of Mind. That was a pretty Ooh, big joint. That was very big. Um, Wasted by Gucci. Oh, Goo Wop. Okay. Uh, soundtrack, soundtrack to My Life by Kid Cudi. Again, another freshman year just anthem for us. Mm-hmm. That's when we started college. And uh, last but not least, Lil Wayne and Gucci, man, steady mobbing. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all solid choices. Solid choices. I mean, you know, when you're not abiding by that 25 song limit. <laughs> <laughs> Steady Marvin is such a like cult favorite. I feel like I would like to hear that song at any moment. Yeah, they could bring that back easily. 
please, please just play it. Somebody, look, when you play my playlist, you're going to hear that shit. So that's 2009 in a nutshell. I think that was a great, great year just from this list for Drake. Very breakout for him. Oh, Goo Wop was killing shit. Goo Wop was very, like, in the streets at that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, Wayne was, he was on his high. You know what I mean? Um, Cuddy came out with a classic, in my opinion. That was probably his best work, to be honest. In my Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that was his best album. And then we have classics, like, that I didn't list, but, like, Swag Surf. I know that's crazy to say that, but that's <laughs> that is a go-to song. Like, yeah. I hear that today, uh, like, you no matter where it, I go, and people still dance to it. Still dance to it. It's a big wave motion that happens <laughs> every <laughs> Each single time. And every time. Uh, honorable mention: I'm gonna throw "Run This Town" with Hove and Rihanna and Ye in there. Um, "Every Girl" by Young Money, and uh, "Say Ah" by Trey Songs. I think those those were all pretty impactful songs that wouldn't Mm -hmm. be rare to hear today no no okay anything else to 2009 you want to add no i mean that's about all i think you hit everything on the head there (laughs) to be honest with you (laughs) your playlist has definitely got them all man hey man i I didn't want to give make the people choose you know what i'm saying let's let's give them everything all right moving on 2010 man 2010 was a good year uh Probably my favorite Yay album came out, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, and uh, that's where classic. Exactly, that's where my one song's coming off of 2010 in this playlist that I made, uh, and I went with uh, Hell of a Life. A little bit different than the uh, the singles you heard, but it was still a really good song. Okay, yeah. I'm on, I'm on that same uh, mindset for 2010. I think Dark Twisted was one of the greatest hip hop albums ever. Yeah. Um, probably Ye's greatest work, in my opinion. Um, Ooh, better so, than the original three? In terms of artistry, okay. maybe. Creativity, maybe. for sure. Yeah. And impact, because, I mean, it's still, it stuck. You know what I mean? It wasn't just, mm-hmm. like, some creative weird shit. It was some shit that people actually really It wasn't Yeezus. Yeah, it wasn't Yeezus. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Yeezus. Blood on the Leaves is the only song in the album that I really, really uh. fuck with. <laughs> but anywho, so my 2010 list: Power from Dark Twisted, okay, um, and All of the Lights from that same album, okay. Those are my two. Yeah. Honorable mentions: Moment for Life, Nicki Minaj, Drake, um, Deuces, Chris Brown is a pretty big record. Uh, Bottoms Up, Trey Songs. Okay. That's all for 2010. I think that's all we got for 2010. Still a good year though. Great year for music. Uh. Yeah, that was Ye's year for sure. Oh, 100%. He was all over that year. 2011, what we got? 2011. It's again Kanye coming back with more heat. Uh, him and uh, Jay-Z with Watch the Throne. That Ooh. Otis. Otis, man. One of the most, I'm not going to say underrated because I feel like niggas knew what time it was. But I feel like we should still be praising this album to this day. We should be. And That I think was I... an incredible body of work. It's fantastic, honestly, top to bottom. You know, you had the songs on there uh, with Trace, or Jesus, Trace songs, not Trace songs. Frank. Frank Ocean, my bad. Yeah, yeah Frank yeah. Ocean, man. You know, No Church in the Wild, Niggas in Paris, all that. Great album. Yeah, definitely one I feel like people should revisit a lot more. I agree with you on that sentiment. I got Niggas in Paris on my list. Okay. Uh, no Church in the Wild, which is my favorite song on that album, mm. on that list. Um, and then we got to give it to Drake. Drake had Take Care that year. 
I believe. Okay. Yeah. So I got to throw the motto on there. I got to throw Marvin's Room. All right. And then the honorable mention that didn't quite make my playlist, Yonkers by Tyler, the Creator. That was close on mine, too. That was one of the last ones cut to get down to 25 for me. Because uh, Yonkers, was, Yonkers was dope. That was, that was a, a hit. strong debut. Very strong. That was a that made me say like, yo, this nigga's crazy. He's talking about choking Jesus and shit. <laughs> yo. But like, do you hear his bars and his, exactly. his rhyme schemes exactly, and his beat? Man. Like, that nigga is cold. Not to I'll, mention eating that roach on the music video. That was a little bit too much, man. That was wild. And then he gave us some fear factor. Like, yo, hey. like, what more do we need? Like, but I got another one for you. 2011, uh, Rigor Mortis, Kendrick Lamar, Section Ooh. 80. Just yeah, bars, man. Bars. Bars galore. All over. It was great. Yeah, I missed that one. Mm-hmm. I might have to edit my shit real quick. <laughs> All right, 2011 was dope. Uh, that's Ye and Jay's year for me. And, and Drake, Take Care is arguably what people would say is Drake's classic. Mm. So it was just a, it was a good year overall. 2012, what we got? Uh, 2012. I actually had completely left this uh year off my list, and I had to go back and find something. And uh, I'm glad I did because I went back, and of course, Kendrick Lamar's debut album came out that year, and so I went with Art of Peer Pressure. Really liked that song. Again, okay. not the mainstream hit, but definitely recognizable, and uh, on should be standing on its own. So it's good. And I think, just a side note for the viewers or the listeners, I think what you guys are going to notice with me and Bradley's playlist is they're catered to us. You know what I mean? So Bradley, like I said, he's the super music head. He's going to have some shit you might have never heard, but you're going to love it, right? Yeah. And then I'm going to give you a little bit of, you know, like that mainstream shit, but also I'm going to sneak a few Bradley picks in there too. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, that's a great pick that I would never would even thought of. So, yeah, good shit. Uh, Uh For me, the standouts for me, just being a dancer and knowing what the fuck we was rocking to around that time, it's definitely going to be Mad City. I agree with you. Mm. Um, fucking Problems, ASAP Rocky. Yep. And No Lie, 2 Chains and Drake. Okay. Tell Honorable me. mention, Stay Scheming, but that was possibly one of the worst French Montana verses I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> It was such a great song. I was talking about this earlier. That was possibly, in my opinion, one of Drake's top lyrical just exhibitions. Like, I've never seen Drake just go like that. Mm -hmm. Even to this day, that's one of his best performances just on some rap shit. And then you top that off with a whack-ass French verse. (laughs) But uh, still a classic. I can tell he's one of your favorite artists. I can tell. Hey, you might be surprised later <laughs> later on down this list, goddamn. <laughs> yeah, shout outs to French, man. Hey, man. Hey, his new album's actually pretty dope. I'm not going to lie to you. Not that shit with Logic. <laughs> that shit. And Juicy J. And I like Juicy J. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> that song is wild. <laughs> like, who, who who okayed this? It's, a, it's definitely an unexpected one. But you know, yeah, curveball for sure. The body of work, though, <laughs> the body of work itself, it was it was all right. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. <laughs> Twenty thirteen, a very pivotal year in my life. This is when I went to L.A. for the first time, so all these songs really connect to me. 
What you got, Bradley? Uh, So I narrowed it down, and the one that maintained on my list from 2013 um, probably could have put it on 2012 as well, uh, but the album was was released in 2013, and it is uh, single Goldie uh, by ASAP Rocky. Mm, Okay. That was one that uh, I heard on that mixtape that he came out with before the album, and that mixtape was what really set me on to Rocky. That mixtape was amazing. Rocky's a beast. He's underrated. I mean, he is underrated because, I mean, think about it. He was really hot when he first came out, right? With the yeah. mixtape and that first album. And then he kind of started doing the whole fashion thing. Not saying he took any kind of focus away from music, but he started doing other things also. And, you know, we got like one or two Rocky songs per album moving forward. Maybe three on a good one. I agree with you. I do think his focus has shifted. I just think people don't respect his pen enough. Like, this nigga be rapping. That's true. That's true. And then he always, when he come out with some shit, that shit be, like, hitting. Like, that shit fire. Yeah. Hey. It's just he doesn't produce enough for me. Mm. But, you know, I I know he's capable of it. That's the thing. Definitely capable of it. And I got some more Rocky on my list a little bit further down, to be honest. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's all I got for 2013. Cool. Well, shit, what do I got? Started from the bottom, Drake. Anthem. Um, Power Trip, J. Cole. Mm-hmm. And I was on my Cali shit at that time, so my nigga by YG. <laughs> <laughs> you had to throw that. You had to throw some YG. He had to, he had to in, have the West if Coast. If you're on the West Coast and not bumping <laughs> YG, E40, or, you know, something's wrong with you at that point. Yeah, you got to at that point, man. Living out there, you got to, for sure. Yeah, and you'll get a whole new respect for it, too. Like, I'll tell you what, I really dove into their catalogs when I actually moved out west and yeah. it's i got a whole new appreciation because these niggas are rocking like okay. for sure hey i ain't got no doubt in that no doubt e- there e40's new album is hard by the way i should have added that to my shit damn <laughs> sorry <laughs> listeners sorry right, man you can put it on there your list already over cap <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man i was trying to cap it at 53 man not, oh 53 that's not, not even the 54. right number you might as well go to 55 man go ahead and throw two more songs on there all right fuck it <laughs> Chase the money on E-40's new shit. You won't be upset, I promise. Okay. All right, 2014, what we got? 2014. Um, so I was heavy onto that J. Cole uh, Forest Hill in 2014. That's the one where no no features, right? Uh, was that with that? Yeah, I think that might have been that one. Yeah. yeah okay. And uh, Shout out to J. Cole, one of dang. the goats. Fantastic album. And my two songs from 2014 that I put on the playlist are both from his album, um, Apparently and Fire Squad. Okay. okay. Yeah, man. Apparently, that when that came out, that one really resonated with me. I don't know really what it was, but it just really connected with me, and I remember playing that all the time. Uh, I was actually, that might have been, that was like my second year in St. Louis when I was up there. So, uh, yeah, I played that one all the time throughout the apartment. Okay, those are your your picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. 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 Shout out J Cole again. Um, so my picks. I don't fuck with you, Big Sean. Anthem, motherfucker, Anthem. Wherever you go. Mm-hmm. Um, hot nigga, Bobby Schmurder. Okay. Um, about the money, Ti and Young Thug, which was to me Young Thug's introduction to the world, at least. Um, what else I got? Loyal by Chris Brown. 
and post to be by Amarion. Chris Brown is Janae Aiko. Okay. Um, yeah, I think post to be was important because it kind of put Janae in the light. Mm-hmm. Everybody fucks with Loyal. Again, about the money put thug on, in my opinion. Hot nigga who's not fucking with hot nigga. And then, I don't fuck with you. That's possibly Big Sean's biggest song. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of anthems from 2014. No, I sure. definitely I definitely agree with you on the I don't fuck with you. See, I went ahead and put that on 2015. It could yeah. go in either. I know the single was released in 14. The album came out in 15. But that's definitely on my list. That's coming up next for me. Uh played that one heavily. Heavily. Everybody, whenever <laughs> that so song good. comes on, you're saying fuck you to somebody. Like mm-hmm. Everybody has somebody they want to say fuck you to. It's true. So when that song comes on, it's like spiritual almost. That's how I feel about <laughs> the song I'm about to list in this next category. I'll get back to that, but uh, let's go to it. 2015. 2015. Like I said, I Don't Fuck With You album came out that year. Uh, so that one is definitely on my list. But my other song uh, that I have here, actually... You know what? Take that. I have two songs from 2015, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see here. Uh, Yeah. So 2015, I also have two that you may not have heard of. Uh, Cry to Me um, by Skip Marley. I have heard that. You put me on that. Mm -hmm. That shit is fire. Bob Marley's grandson. That's great. Great music there. Cry to me, Skip Marley. Y'all mm-hmm. Google that. Well, actually, it'll be on his playlist, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll definitely be on the playlist. And then the other one is uh, Say Nada by Shaka. You put me on that shit, too, and that shit hard. <laughs> Tell him again. What's yeah, the name man. of it? Say Nada by Shaka. UK artist, man. Fantastic artist. Great melody. And that's why I was excited to get you on this episode, because I know you're like, first of all, listeners, this nigga is Jamaican. <laughs> so he knows everything Marley related. Um, his knowledge of the grime scene is really dope. So, yeah, good shit, man. I'm glad you're adding all this shit. I think it's yeah, going to add diversity for sure. Oh, 100%. Um, for me, I got to do All Right by Kendrick. Um, Antidote by... We're in 2015, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Antidote by uh, Travis Scott. Mm. Back-to-back Drake. Um. This could be us, Ray Schremer. That's just a personal favorite. Yeah. Um, Rico, Meek, and Drake, personal favorite. And one of my favorite songs in the world. This puts me in a complete trance. It's spiritual, outer body experience. Motherfucking okay. March Madness by Future. <laughs> <laughs> Future's greatest work by far. <laughs> and number one on 2015 for me. Yeah. Great, great song. March Madness, every time it comes on, something's about to happen. Every time. Yo, every LA, time. when y'all came to LA and <laughs> Bro, side notes to listeners. <laughs> so my boys came out to LA and my homegirls, they came out to LA and they uh they kicked it with me and we went out and we were drinking and all this and all that. So we got like this big ass escalade and we all hop out and we're blasting March Madness like in the middle of downtown LA. And literally everybody downtown is just watching us and we're just sitting there just turning the fuck up. When I tell you that was one of the dopest moments I've ever experienced in L.A. <laughs> <laughs> and I've lived here for a while. So thank you. Hey, man, that shit was for awesome, bringing man. that to L.A. That shit was great. Great song, man. We couldn't have done that to any other song. No, no, definitely not. For sure. And everybody was on 10 after that. 
<laughs> shit, 11. Nigga, what? We was stupid uh, late that night, but that's crazy. neither here nor there. Um, 2016, what we got? 2016. Let's see, what do I have here? Okay, so I got uh, two other ones, a little bit off the radar, not those mainstream hits. Um, Smile by Isaiah Rashad. Okay. I uh, still listen to that song today. Uh, it's just good flow, honestly. Just gets you going. And then uh, Five More Days by another UK artist, a singer, J.P. Cooper, uh, featuring Avellino. Very, very chill song. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, for me, just because this song was such a, a moment, I have to list Black Beatles. Mm, yes, most definitely. Um, and then this was a, a year of vibes, too. So I had to list the one dance by Drake, the controller by Drake. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that shit was a wave. And I feel like it kind of started the dance hall wave in the mainstream a little bit. So I definitely think that was around that time. Um, yeah. I mean, Drake definitely, definitely took, he saw what was happening uh, mm-hmm. with dance hall music and, you know, more power to him. He, he got he on it. it. He, exactly. he gave it the Drake effect. He got on it. He knew the platform that he had and, Honestly, he put it off to a much wider audience than what it would have been if it was just left up to the reggae and dance hall artists not taking anything away from them because they make fantastic work. Um, but he just had a bigger reach, and now their music's out there, and I think they're getting more fans from it too. Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, One Dance and Controller are great songs. Yeah. Like He got Kid on One Dance, so that's like him paying homage in a sense. Mm-hmm. So... uh I respect what Drake did during that time for sure. Like, good shit. I fuck with both of those songs. Um, this song was very pivotal for the Migos, Bad and Bougie. Oh, most definitely. Um, yeah. Goosebumps, Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. And then one of my favorite Kanye albums. One of my favorites. Um, Life of Pablo. And we're going to have to put Real Friends and St. Pablo on that list. Okay. That I one, love that album. That album didn't really do it for me, man. I'll be honest with you. Maybe because, like, I don't know. I saw it in concert and shit. But even before the helped. concert, I was just like, yo, this album is, like, right on time. You know what I mean? I think what it was is that it was, it had been so long since we had a, a, a decent piece of yay. Uh, mm-hmm. Pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, different yeah, yeah. piece of his Sorry, work, listeners. of his work, of his work. Right, right, but, right. But um, you know, because like what the album before that was Jesus, and then before that, you know, Ace, right? No, no, Eight before that. No, no, my beautiful Tart Twisted Fantasy was before oh, okay. that. Um, and then Eight Oh Eights after that. But okay, okay. Uh, it had been like four years if you if you didn't like Jesus, which most people didn't. Um, then it had been like a four year gap. For, it did. Yeah. It did feel good to hear Yay again. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it was. You're right. Because, like, for me, St. Pablo, one of my favorite Yay songs, period. Because it it embodies and encompasses everything Yay, like, in one. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, the more darker side, I guess. The yeah. more, you know. Yeah. So it's a vibe for sure. I love that shit. Real Friends is dope. Um, dope album. I yeah, like don't hey, don't get me wrong. Like uh Fade 
Oh, I yeah. absolutely love the beat on Tiana Facebook. Taylor and that. Oh, come on. Those <laughs> fucking abs. Get out of here. That girl <laughs> Shout outs to Tiana Taylor. Uh, 2017. What's up? 2017. So, you know, probably one of the best diss tracks. Humble. Yeah, or arguably mm. diss track. Arguable well, diss okay, track. let's dive. Let's dive into that. Who's, <laughs> Arguable who's he talking diss about? track. Let's dive into that. Uh, you know, hey, obviously, I don't know for sure. Uh, uh-huh. Only, only Kendrick will know for sure. But what the talk was is that it was about Big Sean. Really? So, yes. That's not even a good. Well, okay, hold on. Let me let me preface by saying this: people do sleep on Sean's ability too. Oh, one hundred percent. Big Sean's got bars. He do. He got bars to hang. <laughs> Easily. Like, he can hang. But that would have been an ugly battle. I'm not going to lie. I feel like Sean is too timid. Sean, like, head-butted, like, head-on. He's going to, like, do some I don't fuck with you type shit versus, like, all right, I'm coming at a nigga. These are bars. What's up? Yeah. I don't think Sean has that in him. Or at least he hasn't displayed it. Well, the, the counter I'd say to that is that Mm-hmm. Even if if this was directed at him, which mm-hmm. we have no idea, we're just kind of speculating. Um, That's a wild wasn't... nigga to direct some shit to. <laughs> why, did, <laughs> why is he calling out Big Sean? Hey, is it like I, a, a honestly, gay affiliation? Honestly, I have no idea. I don't even remember what it was, but I just remember hearing that that song was directed towards Big Sean. I remember. I remember what it was. You remember? Uh, was it Control? Where Kendrick hopped on a Sean record and like just completely annihilated. Yes, the song. that's what it was. It was something to do with that. It was something to do with that. How he outshined everybody else on that song. But yeah, so humble most definitely is on my list for 2017. For sure. For and sure. then I Damn, had to great body of work. That whole album, man. Fantastic. That's one of the best albums released since I've been alive. Damn, damn the the story that was told with every song on "Damn," and then it was made cohesive by the end of it. And then you can actually play it in reverse, and it still makes it still makes sense. Fantastic, fantastic album. Such a great album. But my other song that I have uh, from 2017 have a little bit more of a dance hall type of vibe. I got a particular by Major Lazer. Uh, okay. Little Shout island, out to Major Lazer. Little island vibe there. And then uh, Did You See by Jay Huss, another UK Shout artist. Shout out Jay Huss, bro. <laughs> that Yo, that song, nigga's fire. That song was so good. Oh, my God. And you put me on that shit, too. Yep. And I put everybody I know on that song, literally. Bro, such a good song. That shit's fire. Yeah, y'all will not be disappointed with that. My 2017, I had to put EXO Tour Life. Um, For Uzi, I just think it was a good moment. I think it's still going to get played forever. Unforgettable, of course. French's biggest smash to date, mostly because of Sway Lee. Um, <laughs> had to throw Bodak Yellow on there. I just got to call a spade a spade. Cardi really had a breakout hit with that one. That will probably forever be like that women anthem you know what i mean yeah uh one of my favorites rock star by post malone and 21 savage um gotta put the dna and humble from kendrick and rick flair drip offset okay yeah definitely great year oh my god there's some some hits that year and the honorable mentions were like tunnel vision by 
Kodak, Rolling Peace by Kodak, Caroline, Caroline Jane. It was a good year. Bounce back, Big Sean. Yeah, it was some good shit popping that year. You know, when you go back through these lists like this, man, it's crazy to think about all the songs that came out in the year because we've been blessed with so much music in our generation growing up. You know, like we get stuff like every week and most of the time you don't even pay attention to it. But when you actually go back and reflect, we get a lot of fantastic art. And I think that's the thing, like, we get so much that we don't even get to consume half the time. So, like, and then there's two sides to it, of course. You got motherfuckers who are just taking advantage of this and people who are really just putting out some quality shit. Yeah. So, uh, but we're definitely getting more quality shit just because of the ups of numbers and production, for mm-hmm. sure. So, I agree totally, man. I think it's a it's a good time for music, but I also, I stress the artists not to like use this as a crutch from creating something that's timeless because i think that's the hardest thing now like this list even though i got a shit ton of songs out of all the songs that are probably released released in that year Mm -hmm. this is probably a tiny percentage of songs that i think are actually leaving an imprint you know what i mean yeah so just for all the artists out here or want to be artists or would be artists or people who are trying to get shit started like go for timeless that shit works most 2018, what we got? 2018, so I started, you know, I'm a slave to the moment just like everybody else. So there's more 2018, more 2019, as opposed to how earlier in the list it was like one song per year for me. Um, but 2018, uh, that other Trav- or Travis, other ASAP Rocky song I was talking about earlier, uh, Praise the Lord with uh, Skepta. Yes, sir. Not only the song, but that music video was amazing. The video was fire. The f- it was grimy. Yo, the, I just liked the how flashback between New York and London. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah, that shit was hard. So, praise the Lord. I got uh, The Evils, So Devils by uh, Sir. Mm, shout out, Sir. The vibe. The vibe that song gave. Shout out, TDE. Oh, my goodness. TDE had a great decade. Once they came on the scene, they pretty much owned it. Maybe that'll be a question towards the end. The group of the decade. I would think that one's got to be them. Yeah. I mean, the early part of the decade was obviously, you know. Good music, probably. Good. Or cash, young money. It's young money. That's or cash money. Because mm-hmm. I wouldn't say young <clears throat> money besides like Drake and Nicki. Drake, Nicki, and Wayne. Wayne was kind of hot towards the was, early. In was the... Wayne young money? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thing. yeah. If we add Wayne, then definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, let's see. Back to the rest of my 2018. Um, had to throw on let's see, and uh, Black and White by Juice World off that first album he came out with. Rest in peace. Uh, Rest in peace, Juice. Man. Yeah, man. So sad to hear that, man. Crazy. Uh, thank you for your contributions to the art, bro. Hey. And uh, prayers to the families and people affected for sure. Most definitely, because that album was so good. Uh, just back to front, every song, track to track. I could listen to it all day long. Um, mm-hmm. And then the final song I have from 2018 uh, is Toast by Coffee out of Jamaica. Okay. Great song. Okay, 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 okay. Well, let me be the mainstream hype beast real quick. <laughs> I gotta throw sicko mode on that bitch. Um... 
It was a song that grew on me. That's what's so funny about Sicko Mode. When I first heard Sicko Mode, I was like, yo, what the fuck? Why is this song <laughs> switching up so much? <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. Like, the beat has changed, like, five times. But when I look back now and when I hear it today, it's like, yo, that shit is genius. Oh, no, It's Sicko like a Mode. roller coaster ride. Sicko Mode is a fantastic song. And honestly, it was on my list, and I don't know how it got deleted, but it is not there anymore. <laughs> Sicko Mode is one of my favorite songs. That song is too good. And amazing video. Oh, my fantastic. God. Fantastic. Those effects, crazy. Yo, Travis can make a great video, man. Everyone's, All his videos are pretty dope. Every yeah, single one of them. Every single one. Even the new one. The, you seen the new one? The highest in the room. Uh, no, no, no. There's an, uh, another one that came off the uh, the Jack Boys album. Uh, what's the song? Nah. Uh, with Check West. I forgot the name of that song. Uh, nah, I ain't seen that uh, shit. Gang, gang. Yeah, man. He got the uh, the Tesla Cyber Truck in that. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, man. It's good. <laughs> that's dope. It's dope. Video. I think that's like Travis's thing, though. He's that artist who's like, he can skate across that line of being really weird. But it only complements his artistry. Oh, 100%, man. Did yeah. you, like, I went to his uh, his concert when he came through uh, the Astroworld tour. This is the second phase of the tour, so not as good. But, uh, you know, he came through Nashville, and I was definitely there. And the man knows how to get a crowd live. Like, that's one thing that I think he does better than any other artist. His live mm. performances are fantastic. That's what I've heard. I heard he's really good live. So good live. And honestly, if we want to keep it a buck, I think that's where it's at. Like for artists nowadays, like you got people like Travis, who who also has that mainstream appeal. You got niggas like Russ, who's finally getting that mainstream appeal. Yeah. But if you just like talk to the Russ fan who goes to his shows, he been popping. He probably making more money from shows than any rapper right now. Honestly, that's probably true. We talking shows, so. uh that's a there's so many avenues nowadays man it's a good time to be a musician for sure Mm -hmm. um again sicko mode god's plan had to throw that in there drip too hard that motherfucking song is so hard (laughs) like little baby and gutter did something with that (laughs) it's such a simple song but it's, it's such a like a rock like yeah it's it's a vibe for sure lucid dreams rest in peace juice world um Praise the Lord, Rocky, and uh, Butterfly Effect, Travis Scott. Okay. Yep. Honorable mentions, Taste by Tyga, great comeback by him. Going Bad, Meek and Drake, nice to see them working together. Nonstop by Drake, Walk It, Talk It, Migos, and uh, ZZ, Kodak, and Travis. All right. Yeah, man. And you did not lie about the comeback for Tyga. Tyga has come back strong. Bro, Tiger, Tiger. That man has the best comeback <laughs> of the decade. That's for sure. Bro, <laughs> Tiger. We should literally do that category. Tiger is one of the most slept on niggas in the game. But anytime you see Tiger, he keeps at least two or three hits on him. It's anytime, true. it's true. Anytime he releases, he's got at least two or three. So I don't know why niggas don't put more respect on his name. But shout outs, Tiger. Yeah, man, most definitely party music for sure. Oh, all day. Fantastic. He got to keep the club jumping forever. Each and every time. Like, what do you mean? But all right, 2019, this year. This year. What made this year move? For me, uh, you know, I had to put the YBN Corday Anderson Pac song, RNP. 
Shout out YBN Corday. That album was so good. Probably the most lyrical young nigga in the game, period. Yeah. You know, everybody else is coming out, just straight melodies, hooks, and all that. This man. That nigga got he's bars. Here. He's here to stay. He's here to stay, right. for sure. Um, Let's see. What else we got here? Oh. <laughs> bro, this Partisan Fontaine. The album came out. <laughs> okay, party. Party, bro. This album came out, and it might be one of the hardest-hitting albums I've heard in a while. Uh, Southside, man. Okay. The song's so good. Um, and then I got my last two uh, would be Silent Ride by Boogie. West Coast Boogie, man. Silent Ride. Dope song. Shout-outs to Boogie. That's uh, Eminem's artist, right? Yeah, it's Eminem's guy. Yeah, man. Yeah. That album was fantastic. came out early in the year, too. Still. I did listen to that mm-hmm. album. It was a good album. And then, to be honest, I don't even know how to say this song's name. Uh, it's from a another UK artist. Uh, it's like, let's see, Otto Lingi, I think it's called. I really can't say that. It's O-T-T-O-L-E-N-G-H-I by Loyal Carner. And it is probably one of the most chill vibes you'll hear all year. Mm. You just got to check it out, honestly. Check it out one day when you're just relaxing and just let it play, and that'll take you somewhere for sure. Nah, nigga, I'm checking out your playlist right when the listeners do, goddamn. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, I don't know half this shit. <laughs> but okay, but yeah. good list, good list. 2019 for me, as a fan of both of these gentlemen, I was so glad to see Drake and Chris hop on a record. No guidance. Um... Middle Child by Cole. I feel like Cole took the gloves off this year. This nigga is making a statement. If we're talking new rappers, I feel like this year was the Babies and Meg the Stallions. No, easily. So I have to give the Babies Suge on here. And I also have to give Meg and the Babies Cash shit on here. And then uh, Sanguine Paradise by Uzi. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. When I say one of the best flips I've heard this year. <laughs> Yeah, that's one thing Uzi will do. He'll come out with something straight out of left field. And it'd be fire. Every time. Like, Yo, what the fuck? Every time. That, Why uh, is this nigga so good? Oh, that futsal shuffle? Yeah. I don't know. What is this kid doing? <laughs> what is this kid doing? So, yeah, that's my 2019. Shout outs to Baby. Shout outs Meg. Hip hop is in good hands with them, I feel like. I feel like they're going to have good careers. Um, oh, most definitely. I'll tell you. I, I am. I anticipate Kendrick might come next year. I I think he I think he probably will, honestly. Um, but I also anticipate Drake coming next year. No, Drake's definitely going to. Hear, I mean, he's been dropping he's been, he's dropped those two singles for those of you that may not know. Uh he's definitely going heavy into that drill scene from what I've seen. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> don't don't get me started, Bradley. <laughs> I yeah, uh, I will bash that shit for I'm, the next twenty minutes. I'm not a fan of a drill rap, to be completely honest. I don't really like it. There's only a couple couple songs that I can that I really like that are drill. Um like Hetty One, I'll listen to him every once in a while. Some of his songs I really like. Uh, he's a really popular uh, drill artist out in the UK. But to be honest, it's just not my favorite. It's not my thing right now. But Drake's, those last two singles, that's that's what he's doing. Hey, so man, we'll I'm going to keep it a buck. I'm going to keep it a buck on here. War, which is one of the dopest titles you can give a fucking song. 
was fucking garbage. I don't know what Drake was doing on that record. The video's dope. You're always going to get good visuals from a Drake video. So the video was nice. You got beautiful women, money and shit, niggas snowboarding. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? I don't even know what's happening in this video. But it's dope. It looks cool. But all of you motherfuckers out here saying that shit is dope, y'all are fucking delusional. That shit is trash. And it's okay to say that. Kanye's my favorite rapper in the world. He's made trash before. Mm. It's okay to be objective. Drake, that shit is trash, my nigga. Shout out to Drake. Hey man, you know <laughs> all I gotta say, it's definitely it's definitely not for me. Like I said, I don't really I don't really like drill like that, but I have mm-hmm. a feeling that it's gonna kick off in the UK. They love you they love some drill out there. And Oh Lord. And, and you know, maybe it's hot in Canada too. I really don't know, but UK will definitely eat that drill, that drill wrap up for sure. Let me do one more honorable mention category for just maybe the past few years. Okay. I want I want to throw Tory on that list. I love to see the growth he's made as an artist. He's got he's got hits. Mm-hmm. Tory Lanes. Um Black. I can't believe I didn't put Black on this shit. Yeah. Russ, another person I can't believe I didn't put a song of his on here. Um those are probably my three just slept on that maybe I forgot. Okay. Like Damn, my bad. Shout outs to all three of them. I feel like they're gonna be killing shit for the next however long. Mm-hmm. I got a couple that I can throw in that list as well that I left off of mine. Um Vince Staples for sure. Oh, uh, shout outs. Vince, North yeah. North. Vince Staples, uh Stormzy, K Trinata. Uh shout outs K Trinata. Roddy Rich. Roddy is like that new hook nigga. Yeah, hey, sure. I'll take it though. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean, Sam, that's that's definitely a compliment. Yeah. His album is straight. The album's definitely good. Uh, BJ, the Chicago kid. Shout out. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trippy Red. Most I haven't really gotten on the Trippy Red, you know, shit yet. Okay. But I, I hear good things. Yeah, hey, man, he's got some hits for sure. This is it's a different kind of vibe. It's kind of got that uh, that Juice World vibe to me. Okay. I put those two in the same category. But yeah, uh, I would definitely throw those guys in there. Maybe okay. oh, one other artist from the UK that had a really, really complete album, really complete body work, Dave. <laughs> That's his name, bro. <laughs> like name is Dave, but the boy can spit. Um, just check out the album Psychodrama, man. You will not be disappointed. Okay, turn up. Shout outs to all those people. Y'all check them out. Check them out. So now that we've covered our playlist for each year, let's just kind of overall cap out the decade. Who do you think had the best comeback between 2009 and 2019? And by comeback, I mean somebody who we thought was down and out, and then they came back with a fucking right hook and knocked us on our ass. I mean, honestly, it's got to be Tiger, right? Got to be. I would probably say Tiger. Got to be, yeah, got to be. Because I thought it was over for Tiger. I seen this nigga like after him and Kylie broke up. This nigga was like dancing in a music video. I was like, "Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> why is this nigga? Why is this nigga like popping? Like, this nigga was literally like doing waves and shit." I'm like, "Yo, Tiger's done. This is it. Nope. This is the end." Man was just biding his time. Maybe he was just trying some new shit. Just trying some new shit. Know. Hey, it worked out for him. No, I'll take that. Because he came back Yo, with some heat. Came back with heat. 
the media ain't fucking with him like they used to. Like, mm. unless you just remember that shit, you won't even associate him with the Kardashians anymore. No. So, so the fact that he's gotten away from that, he's still successful. That shows his skill, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and that he's smart with how he moves. So, to me, I have to agree with you. I think Tyga has probably had the biggest comeback of the bigger than Soldier Boy. Yes. <laughs> you sure? I don't know. Yes. You know he came out Stop with all it. kind of shit recently, Stop man. <laughs> Shout out Soldier Boy too. Hey, no joke. Soldier Boy been moving. At least he was like a couple months ago. Hey, yeah, nah. We get to him, but Tiger for sure. Okay, Tiger, best mm-hmm. comeback of the decade. Yeah. Shout out Tiger. Next, we have to get on the groups. Group of the decade. And let's just list a few. Okay. We have the Young Monies. We have Dreamvilles. We have the TDEs. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, who else do we have? That's kind of it, ain't it? Uh, 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 quality, quality control. Quality control. Okay. Ooh, God damn. I didn't even think about them. Mm. That kind of skews this conversation. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh, just a little shit. Bit. Ugh, well, I'll let you answer that first. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, hmm. I want to say, I want to say TDE, but there are a couple members in TDE that maybe not didn't have the best decade. Um, I would say Absol definitely didn't have the best decade uh, after being put on the XSL freshman list, which may you may consider to be big, you may not. Uh, but he was on the list, picked to be one of the best in his freshman class, and I think he kind of let me down a little bit. Me personally, he may not have let anybody else down, but me personally, because I was really looking forward to him because I really liked his early work. Um, but I haven't heard too much from him lately, so hopefully we get something coming in uh, in 2020. Um, but I'd probably say TDE still, even, even with that, because, uh, the only other group that I can think of would be Dreamville that I really, really liked this decade. Um, I won't say Young Money because I, I, Wayne was kind of falling off for me towards the beginning of the decade. I was kind of getting tired of it. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, TDE. Yeah. Okay. So my group of the decade uh, like I have to give it to like Young Money for that early portion of the decade, just because like Drake and Nicki, like their stamp on the music game can never be erased. Oh no, no, definitely not. And then I see groups like TDE that you know they give you the Kendricks, they give you the Schoolboys, and then they give you the Scissors and the J Rock and the J Rocks. But honestly, outside of Kendrick, I think SZA is that trump card. Because yeah. she's in that R and B space, you know what I mean, and she's like, people is love. They love SZA. SZA is just like a cult favorite. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I can compare those two to Young Money. So to me, it would be between Young Money and Quality Control. Mm. Because just look at what Quality Control is producing. Like they got the Migos, they got Yachty, they got Cardi. They got a little baby. Uh, it's it's a stupid roster. Oh man, a TD roster though. TD do got a roster, but I think Kendrick, Schoolboy, J Rock, 
You right. Absol, sir. Isaiah Rashad. You right. SZA. I think quality control has just hit the mainstream a lot harder than a TDE. Mm-hmm. I'm not discrediting TDE at all. I just oh, think, of course not. I think the angle that quality control has entered the game is uh, more consumer friendly in a sense. Okay. So maybe this is a numbers argument, I guess, at this point. But uh, I want to give it to. Mm, fuck, this is hard. Young money <laughs> are quality control. And I can only say quality control now because I'm not looking in hindsight. Like it's happening still. <clears throat> but looking in hindsight at what young money produced, Wayne still, you know, in a good form. That was like before he fell all the way off. And then Drake produced Drake and Nikki. To this day, which are still two of the biggest artists around. Um What's the time span of Young Money? Maybe like 2019 to 13, 14? 29, 13? That sounds about right. That was four years in there. Uh, Don't forget, Good Music was in there as well in that time frame. Good Music didn't really like stir shit up. They kind of like... They started to and then they kind of evaporated pretty quickly. Now, if they would have kept coming out with like those cruel winners and shit, that shit would (laughs) have definitely fucked the game up. Oh, man. I feel like quality control is doing what Young Money did, but they're doing it more efficiently. The only thing I would say is they don't have a Drake and they don't have a Nicki, but they have Amigos. and Well, they have a Cardi. I don't know. This is a crazy, <laughs> this is a crazy argument. I might have to give it to quality control, bro. How long have they been running? Maybe three years? <clears throat> I think Maybe two, man. They're, two? Uh, yeah, 2017, I think, is when they, they first Quality Control Volume 1 came out. 2017. Okay. I'm going to give it to Young Money then. Mm. But I'm going to say Quality Control is very close to taking that. Okay. But I'm going to give it to Young Money. All right. You got Young Money. I got TDE. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Next, the female rapper of the decade. Who you got? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna have to guess. I'm gonna have to give it to to Nikki because, well, I'm kind of biased here. <laughs> why, why are you biased? I don't Yo, like yeah, Cardi. Cardi. I don't like Cardi. How do you hate Cardi? I just man? Don't. Everybody loves Cardi. I don't know what it is, man. She's I honestly like don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, man. I really, I hey, she makes good music. It's just not for me. And that's okay. Cardi got some joints. She do, man. She do, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> let's, I not, just... let's not disregard <sighs> that. She got I, some joints. I'm like I said, she's got some good music. I I don't know, man. You don't I, you don't like the package that comes with it. I, I don't even know if it's that. To be honest, I really don't know. I really don't know. Okay, but okay. it's it's not her for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think Cardi's too new. I would have to give it to Nikki just from longevity, and and Nikki was like definitely a trailblazer for sure. Yeah. Um, I like Cardi better now, mm. but I think like overall, 
in hindsight, I do have to give it to Nikki for the decade. Now, I will say this, though. Towards the end of this decade, female artists have definitely started to come out a Showing lot more. Out, yes. Remy? Remy Rhapsody. is dope as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tierra Wack got bars, too. I ain't gonna dis- I ain't gonna disregard Yo, that. Meg the Stallion. Stallion is fire. Speaking of Meg the Stallion, if anybody, if any of the listeners have Apple Music, y'all listen to that uh, "Fire in the Booth" by Meg the Stallion. Her freestyle. Bro, she Meg arguably... reminds me of like a female, like three six member or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good analogy to be honest. Good. Well, comparison. she grew up listening to like Juicy and all them, so. Like that's her influence, and I yeah. can hear it. It's dope, bro. It's have you have up. you heard the freestyle I'm talking about? No, <laughs> bro. Check that out. Fire in the booth, Meg the Stallion. One of the best freestyles I've heard in a long time. She killed that oh, freestyle. Meg, Meg is busy. There's no doubt about she that. She killed that. And uh, Cash Dog, Cash Dog is kind of busy. I'm not gonna lie. Okay. Uh, from Detroit, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's dope. Yeah, this has been a great last. Two two and a half years or so for uh, women MCs for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Snow the product, she's dope. And you know they started coming out like probably towards the mm, middle of the decade, I guess. Because uh, don't forget, what's her name? Uh, Dej Loaf. She had a, a couple hits. Loaf. She had a she couple had a hits. Ride. She she fell off a little bit. I ain't heard nothing from her recently, but she had some hits there for a little while. Damn, days love. What about Young and May? We give oh yeah. yeah, most definitely can't disregard yeah. Young and May. Yeah, Young and May is in there for mm-hmm. sure. Well, I think Young Young and May has been chasing another like ooh record. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And I don't think she's caught that. I think that's why people haven't really been talking about it. Well, that and she just she hasn't really put out that much music. Mm. True. Yeah, she came out with an album like I think this year, but yeah, people still didn't talk about it like for real. Mm-mm. I don't think it had that hit like the first first little uh, jolt that got her on the scene. Yeah, that's the thing. When you come out with a smash, you're always gonna. Well, most artists are gonna try to recreate that. You know what I mean? You got to be able to. If you can't get some, if you can't get another hit, if you come out with a smash like that and you can't get another hit, you're gonna eventually get forgotten. I mean. Think about uh, somebody that had one of the dopest hits. Two, actually, two artists that had really, really dope hits when they came out. Uh, Designer, Ooh. Panda. Panda was playing everywhere when they came out. Mm-hmm. And Trinidad James, oh, all gold, everything. Yo, that song was hot. It was a dope song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a sure. dope song, but not, you ain't heard much from either one of them since, if anything. Well, I think that's the difference between people who are like really, really, truly like about I guess the craft of it versus motherfuckers who catch one and they keep trying to it's one thing to be able to produce hits, but it's another thing if you're trying to produce the same sounding hit. So you got a motherfucker like like Drake, which might be the worst example because this nigga's extremely talented. And his his style evolves. Right, yeah, he can give out different types of songs and still create smashes you know mm-hmm. what I mean like he's not chasing a sound I feel like at this point man he hasn't been chasing the sound for a minute in my opinion um and then you hear like somebody like a young and May who does ooh and now everything has to be ooh and it's yeah. like you gotta figure out something else and see you know I will say that being diverse is definitely helpful but 
you can definitely get away with just being a sound. I think. Oh, definitely. And make a good career off of a sound. You got to be really good, though. Like I think your skill set in that has to be like masterful. Because mm. you can look at niggas like Migos. That's nigga. That, hey, I've never heard too much diversity from Migos. <laughs> yeah. But all that shit. Well, not all of it, but a lot of it be rocking. True. True. So it's like if you're really good at that equation then yeah, you can produce the right answer, but I feel like some people just catch one and since they caught it, it's like, how can I catch it again? Mm-hmm. Versus I know what I did there. So artists, stay away from that shit, man. That's dangerous. Keep creating, my nigga. Gotta, gotta stay evolving, man. And my, my ladies. Don't don't stay stagnant. Don't stay stagnant <laughs> at all. Alright, what else we got? So that was Best Female Rapper. Mine was Nikki. Um... Best male rapper of the decade. Who we got? See, this one, I'm going to go with, I feel for me it's between, obviously, Drake and uh, I'm going to say Kendrick also. Uh-huh. I'm not think, I'm not forgetting nobody, am I? Uh, I, no, I don't think Ye, so. I Drake, Kendrick, and Cole just to kind of simulate okay. the conversation. Uh, yeah. Mm. So for me, I didn't really start rocking with J. Cole heavy until probably uh, Forest Hills. Um, I listened to the first two albums. I liked them, but I didn't love them. Uh, the stuff since, I have loved. Um, Kendrick, it's been since day one, honestly. Uh, same thing for, for Drake, really. Although there has been some ups and downs for me with Drake and his music, uh, where I've really liked it and some been like, okay, yeah, it's cool. And then I think what my problem is with Drake is that it's over. His music's played everywhere, so I kind of just like, okay, I'm I'm kind of done hearing it already. Every time something comes out, which is disappointing because it's really good music. It's just that it it gets played so much that it's kind of something that I try not to listen to all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think mine's going to be Kendrick, man. Just for the okay. craft, man. The craft that he puts in his albums is so good. Uh, yeah. The story that he can tell. He's one of the few storytellers I feel like that are still around. Uh, every time he puts out an album, there's there's some kind of message there. Not just in the lyrics, but the way the songs are played when you listen to the album in order uh, and the story that they tell, and it's always cohesive. Like we mentioned earlier, damn, you can listen it front to back. It's still going to make sense either way you listen to it. Um, right. To Pimp a Butterfly, it's a fantastic piece of work. Creativity, story, everything. So I'm going to go with Kendrick. Okay, respectable. So if we narrow it down to Kendrick and Drake, tough one. Um, let's start with Kendrick. Like you said, he's he's an artist type of artist. You know what I mean? Like anybody who understands creativity, even if you're not a super creative person, mm-hmm. you will respect what goes into a Kendrick body of work or even a fucking single. Like you know, this nigga is like he's about exploring creatively and being truthful, like a creative truth too. And he's produced. He's given us. In my opinion, I think Good Kid Massey is a classic album. To Pimp a Butterfly is debatable. <laughs> Damn, in my opinion, I think it's a classic. 
just with just the the layout of it. Like you said, like it was just so well thought out. Mm-hmm. Um, he's crossed over. He's performed with Taylor Swift. He's done Imagine Dragons. So he has that commercial appeal. Kendrick is what every conscious rapper never thought they could be. Because we're getting to a point now where everybody is like just so tuned in and we have social media where we can see every little bit. Where I think people are kind of craving something that's genuine and real. Yeah. So I think that elevates Kendrick from being conscious. And because he's smart, he's not just conscious and I'm conscious, so I deserve to be on top. He's conscious and he still plays the game how he's supposed to. Right? Yeah. So he still understands there's still certain things you have to do to be a mainstream artist. He still got those mainstream hits too. He do, he do. <clears throat> but even those, they still they're Kendrick. Like he, I don't feel like he sold out when I hear a mainstream Kendrick hit. Yeah. So Kendrick, we've never seen a Kendrick. I don't think we'll ever see another Kendrick. Drizzy Drake, two thousand nine. That's when I listed best I ever had on my playlist. That nigga has literally been on top since then, my nigga. No, most definitely. Anytime he releases an album, it's going straight to the top, for sure. Since then. And let's let's just keep it a buck. Drake, he got bars. Like, the thing that made me gravitate towards Drake wasn't, oh, this nigga singing and rapping. It wasn't necessarily that versus, damn, this nigga can, he can, he can rap. This nigga mm-hmm. actually can rap. So Drake got bars. He's put out great bodies of work. Um, I think his classic, in my opinion, is so far gone. That's just my opinion. And the my original. favorite Drake album is uh, what's the one with his uh, his face on the cover? Uh, you know, I was just looking at that the other day. Uh, He's like once... looking in the clouds. And shit. I know what you're talking about. Once... Um, I'll find it here in a second. It had uh, what song was on there? The motion was on there. Uh, worst behavior. Ooh. Damn, what's the name of that album? Anyways, that's my favorite Drake album, but I think Drake's classic is so far gone. Okay. And then Take Care, great body of work. There's no bad Drake album, except if you're reading this, it's too late, in my opinion. But everything else is cool. It was Nothing Was the Same, was the album you nothing talking Nothing Was about. the Same, my favorite Drake album. But, yeah. uh, yeah, so everything Drake has come out with has been at least cool. Um, I feel like he's elevated himself to a point where he's becoming like one of those guys who's becoming like, I don't want to say a gatekeeper because I don't think he has that much power yet. You don't think so? He's there. Like he's he's flirting with that line for sure. But I think he does have that power of deciding what's cool or not, which he may did. be a gatekeeper. That might be. Uh, he, he definitely does. Cause like, yeah. it, like we were talking about earlier, he's going heavy into this drill scene here in a bit. And I bet you start hearing that a lot more. If, if that's what he puts on this next mm-hmm. album and he puts drill music on there, you're going to start hearing drill music a lot more in the United States. True. Yeah, you're right. Maybe he is a gatekeeper of sorts, like maybe to like the newer generation for sure. Because I mean, look at how many niggas he's he's hopped on a track with and made their song blow up and shit like that. Honestly, I wouldn't even say the newer generation. I'd say for me, Kendrick is my favorite artist of uh-huh. the decade. 
but that has nothing to do with Drake not being good. Drake is a fantastic artist. Probably the if I'm going straight subjective and I'm taking my opinion completely out of it and I'm looking at the numbers, he's been active longer and he's been consistent longer. For me, I like Kendrick's music more. Uh-huh. And again, it's mostly down to the fact that Drake's music's played everywhere and it just kind of gets played out for me after a while so i'll get a drake album i'll listen to it heavy for like the first week or two and then i'll hear the music anytime i'm anywhere and it just kind of burns me out of it a little bit that little bit quicker and the fact and the fact that it doesn't have necessarily that story involved with it it's not something that i feel like i need to listen to front to back not very concise exactly like a kendrick album if i'm gonna listen to it i'm not gonna necessarily go in and just press play on track four i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna start at track one and i'm gonna listen to that whole thing mm-hmm. in order on a drake album i'm gonna hit shuffle because it doesn't really matter what order i listen into it i feel you i feel that he makes playlists curated mm-hmm. playlists um i still despite how much i might shit on drake certain times and i only shit on like artists i actually care about their music you know i'm not shitting just to be shitting on them yeah i literally i'm disappointed when i hear bad shit you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but just seeing the run he's had the consistency the creative exploration i mean you know that is some some noble shit to go outside of your box or your comfort zone and still be successful um See, I don't know if he's ever. I don't think he's ever gone outside of his comfort zone because I don't, don't think, think he. So? I don't think he has a comfort zone. Well, that's he's... even more mm-hmm. of a big ups to Drake. Oh yeah, nigga is like, wow, because, what can't he do? Because think, think, think about it. He's from Canada. He's from Toronto. It's mm-hmm. not like he's from the United States or something like that. Toronto's they got a lot of different cultures there. There's a big Jamaican culture there. That's where all that dance hall is coming from. He's listened to that his whole life probably because there's a very large Jamaican population in Toronto specifically. Um, Like you see it with in their culture just to begin with. Like you see if you ever watch Canada during the Olympics, the black folks out there sprinting, them dudes is Jamaican. (laughs) They weren't born in Canada. They got Jamaican parents. Their parents immigrated there. Um, But so like that and then they got a very european flavor to toronto as well that's where that connection to you know the uk where he's doing all the drill rap Mm. now and then you think about it again he was working on that uh uh the top boy tv show as well that's the uk tv show he was working on that he worked with all the artists that were involved in making the show that were acting in the show and the artists that were involved in making that soundtrack which is a very good soundtrack if anybody's wondering. Um, but yeah, so he's got a lot of different avenues into his style. So I don't think he's necessarily outside of his comfort zone. I yeah. just think that he's very broad and he can do all this stuff. He's like a chameleon. Well, this is what I think. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think Drake's superpower is curating music. He's very good at making a good song. And there, there are a lot of people who have that talent, but at this level that we've seen Drake do it, I feel like his expertise, he knows how to go in the booth and eight out of 10 times, he's going to give you something that sounds good. Yeah. Not the best singer, not the best rapper in the world. 
He's definitely not the best with the dance hall and the grime shit. He just knows how to get in and leave with something that we're going to enjoy for the most part. Mm-hmm. Which, that's his superpower. So I think him coming outside of his comfort zone, like, like he said himself, he's not a good singer. Or he said that in his interview on Rap Radar, like, I'm not mm-hmm. a singer. But he's made R&B joints. Like, to me, that just says, yo, this guy just understands music. So, to me, that's where Drake's genius, that's where his genius lies. And like you said, that allows him to be a chameleon because he just understands what sounds good usually and what doesn't. So, for that and just his run, his influence, I got to give Drake the artist of the decade. Okay. Whew, that was a tough one because they, they say I hate Drake, man. So that hurt, oh, I know that they do. So I know we do. I know we do. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt me to be so positive. But no, shout out to Drake, man. Nah, Drake, man, shout out Drake, Kendrick, you guys are by far the two for best real. to me, for me anyway. For real. Mm-hmm. Legend, approaching legendary status, both of them. Um, album, album of the decade. What you got? Mm. Uh,. So many good albums. Really hard to pick one. Um, but if I had to pick one, it would be the one that I played the most personally. Um, and that's going to be To Pimp a Butterfly. Album of the decade. Pimp a Butterfly, huh? It's a fantastic album. Okay. Just the, It's different than anything. Still to this day, it's still different than anything else you've heard. Just the, the instruments that were used, the jazz flavor, the bars. It's a fantastic album. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Close second would be Dan. Dan would probably be my second. My first album of the decade, I got to give it to My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. It's That album was like looking at a piece in a museum or some shit. Like, that's just how pristine... Like the not only the presentation was, but the musical composition, mm. the bars were present in certain songs. The arrangements were dope. You got like choirs and shit. You got different vocals throughout it. It was artistically, I feel like one of those albums that could be put in the fucking museum. It was a fantastic album, especially the way that he debuted that single. Do you remember that? During, the it, was like the, the piano? it was like the MTV Awards or something like that. No, nah, when he debuted the single live, it was like the MTV Awards. He just came out on stage. It was like a, a white stage. And he was wearing white, and there's just one column, one like little podium there. And he had his little beat machine out there. He went out there and made the beat on stage. Are and you then about that, the right? ballerina. Yeah, and the ballerina came out. Yeah. Debuted that, that single. That was fire. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I got to give any, and I'm biased. Yeah, he's my favorite rapper. My favorite uh, rapper as well. I'm I'm right there with you. You know that. Yeah. Uh, I don't really like the, the new stuff he's been putting out, but, you know. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the church shit, the, what's that shit called? Jesus is King. It's, it's cool. But, I mean, it's like, I, I would like. Another dark twisted fantasy, please. Yeah. Or at least a life of Pablo. I'll take a life of Pablo. Uh, I honestly I take I take pretty much anything. <laughs> <laughs> I, I take pretty much anything, man. Now why do you uh, think people don't fuck with Jesus as king? Do you think it's because of the music and the sounds or because he's talking about God? 
a little bit of both, maybe. Unfortunately, as bad as it is to say, maybe a little bit more of both. because he's talking about God. And musically, it sounds good. And Jesus is King is the one that came out like a couple months ago, not the one that came out on Christmas Day, right? He came out with one on Christmas. He came out with a straight up, uh, like a gospel church choir album on Christmas Day. Uh, Jesus that's, is Born. That's what it's called. That's wild. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Really did that. Yep. It is not listed under hip hop like the last album. It's listed strictly under like gospel music. Oh well, he must have partnered with Joel Osteen on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's wild. But yeah, Jesus is King is the one I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I mean, Jesus is King for me though. Even though he's like the music's great, the only one that's I really have played since like that first week that the album came out was Follow God. That song is dope. The beat mostly is really, really hard. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. I I would prefer them to go back to to the old yay. <laughs> uh give me some I mean, I'm sure everybody that loved Kanye, especially the people around our age, like the younger people may have come in on Kanye at Yeezus, so they don't really know college dropout, late registration, graduation. But those albums are still classics to me. Oh, still yeah. listen to late registration, still listen to college dropout all the time. For sure. Yeah, I think uh, the thing that breaks my heart the most, and I'm cool, like, yo, if you're having a journey with God and all that, that's cool. I'm not here to stop that. Oh, no, most definitely But the not. thing that hurts me the most is that we'll never get a watch thrown to. Yeah, I think that ship has sailed. That one, that one's not going to happen ever. That hurts my heart, bro. Holy shit. Such a great album. But I guess we'll forever have to live with just that. Uh, at least it, it was a great piece of work on its own, and I don't think it necessarily has to have a, 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 a sequel. But I would also say the other Yay album that we missed out on, uh, what was that one that him and Chance were supposed to do? Um, dang, I can't even remember the name. But that would have been amazing. Chance the Rapper and Kanye? Yeah, that would have been very gospel-like too, probably. It would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> would have been really good. All right, one more category that I've seemed to have misplaced. This should have came earlier. Who do you think dropped the ball this last decade? Hmm. Ooh, I don't know, man. That's tough. Because, I mean, you don't really think about the person that's dropped the ball because they, they're out of memory already. True, true. true. Ooh. Well, I'll, I'll give you mine. Okay. Frank Ocean. You think so? Yeah. Frank Ocean should be the biggest thing in music right now, or at least up there. Uh, you know, I'm He not... has a cult following. Don't get me wrong. He still has that cult following. But, like, he should have feasible stats and accomplishments at this point just based off how talented he was, how his introduction to the game, his debut. I feel like Frank has completely dropped the ball, which has opened the arena for niggas like The Weeknd. Well, they came and out no around the same the time, league. though. They came out around the same time. I think exactly. they both they both exactly. would have been they both would have been pre- pretty much exactly where they are. Nah, they if bo- Frank if Frank was still <clears throat> consistent, 
you don't think so? First drop weekend probably wouldn't exist. Oh no, I don't think not that. At this point. Not at this, I don't not think at that at all. At I don't level. think that at all. I don't think that at all. Weekend's way too talented for that. Uh, I don't believe that at all. Um, I don't know, man. Frank nah. also dropped out, so like. Even before he dropped out, man, he may have had the harder start, but even if he didn't drop out, he just doesn't he doesn't seem he doesn't seem like the type of person that would have been putting music out as consistently as the weekend does. And obviously that's what we have now. He doesn't put out music that consistently. But even if he even (laughs) if he did put out the music consistently though, I still think the weekend still would have been fine because he's got his own following and that's a different vibe than Frank. They're not they don't make the same music. They're close, but they don't make the same music. I think at that time when they released, they were two people that you could compare because nobody else sounded like either of them. Exactly. So I feel like when Frank because he has such the the better start, more eyes were on Frank initially. And then just I don't know what happened with Frank. Maybe it was personal shit, maybe whatever it was. I feel like his music started to decline, and then he started going ghost. And this only, I'm not saying it catapulted the weekend, but it left a whole, these comparisons were no longer made because now Frank is invisible. So now the weekend can just climb without any quote-unquote competition. Not saying he wouldn't still be big. I just don't think he would be as big as he is now if Mm -hmm. Frank was still consistent. I don't know, man. I, I'd see, I'd see them still being at pretty much at the same place where he's at now, um, and I only say that because even if they do have a very similar sound to each other, uh-huh. there's there's rappers that have similar sounds to each other, and they're still on the same same playing field, same level. Uh, so I think it. More like there's. Oh, man, you had to put me on spot like that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always going to be somebody who's, like, on on top. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be somebody on top, but there's always going to be – there's still people at, like, the same level, you know? Yeah, I'm not saying there there wouldn't have been room for the weekend. I just think Frank would have been, like, out of the stratosphere. Like, he would have been one of those artists that's, like, like top of the A-list, which – Weekend is now, but I'm saying I don't think he would have made it that high. He was, he was still would have been in the building. He still would have been somebody we talked about and we all love and know. Yeah. I just don't think he would have been like in that untouchable bracket because he's not – the weekend is larger than life right now. It's crazy. Well, he also he did just release two talented. singles too, so that helps. What's that? He did release two singles recently as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that also that helps. Shit that shit was Which, great, Frank Ocean released two singles like a month before, but Frank's new shit is trash, bro. Yeah. Frank has not released <laughs> anything dope since like Channel Orange, and a lot of that shit wasn't dope. To be honest, yeah, yeah. Uh, Frank, man, I'm not gonna end this podcast by shit. Oh, you're not gonna, you're not gonna end it. <laughs> I think, uh, I think, drop the ball for me. Uh, because he was on every single song the year he came out, like whether it was his or he was featuring, was Fetty Wap. That man had the club Ooh. sound. He had the club sound, man. I was like, yo, this dude makes some records. And then we never heard from him again. <laughs> what do you think happened to Fetty? Do you think I have no idea. Was in the moment. You don't think his shit could like really transition, bro? No, I think I think he could still make some tracks if he if he was if he wanted to. 
I just haven't heard anything from him at all. Like he hasn't been featured on nothing. There hadn't been no hints of new music. I don't know what happened to him. I mean, the same could be said for uh, like the designer because that Panda song was hot and then we got nothing. Maybe that's those situations where we see artists who really aren't cut out for that shit. Possibly. They just catch one. Possibly. Maybe. Shout outs to Frank. Shout outs to Drake. You know what? I got one for you. I got one for you. What's up? Who who do you think is on next coming up next? Oh, good question. I was actually mm-hmm. gonna ask that. Um, my eyes twenty twenty new nigga wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roddy Rich, I like Roddy. Uh, NBA Young Boy. Um, let's see who else we got. If we're talking like really new niggas, probably those two. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And of course, I want to hear the new Drake. I want to hear the new Kendrick. Of course, I want to hear all the veterans. But... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm for me. I'd say the the person I think that's mostly likely going to blow up that's been that has come on recently in the past couple of years would be Burner Boy. Because okay. I think his sound, I think his sound's going to translate. Because the island type of vibe is in right now. Afrobeat is in right now. Um, I don't think it's going anywhere just because it's so easy to dance and move to um and it just kind of gets you going like it's one of those type of summer vibes that you can put out and play whenever and people are going to be like yes i can move to that don't even know what he's saying half the time because he's speaking another language some on some songs but (laughs) the vibe's dope burning boy burning boy for sure okay we'll keep our eyes peeled for mr burner boy cool cool well shit uh Thank you, Bradley, for coming through and listing your playlist and having this discussion with me, man. It's been cool, for real. Yeah, man, no problem. Thanks for having me. Anything you want to tell the people at home? Uh, Y'all can grab my playlist on Apple Music if you want to. Uh, It's going to be on my profile. I'm sure we'll have a link for you somewhere, probably. But uh, y'all just uh, take a listen and, I guess, let us know if you like it. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to put both of our playlists in the description, everybody, and you can just check them out at your earliest convenience. Uh, This episode should be up New Year's Eve morning. Uh, Damn, I can't believe we're entering a new decade. That's wild, right? Yeah, man. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Uh, 2010 to 2019 has been a crazy fucking ride. We've experienced a lot together just as friends. So Bro. I know we've experienced a lot individually. Mm-hmm. I know everybody out there has. Um, so as you go into this new year, just stay focused. Um, keep trying to get rid of your bad habits and just keep trying to make yourself the best version of you you can. And remember that uh, anything you want is within reach if you have the fucking guts to work your ass off for it. Tell everybody you love them. And do some shit you've always wanted to do, man. Life is short, so let's enjoy it. Thank you guys for checking out Unaffiliated, the podcast. And we will catch you guys in the new year. Peace. Later.